0: There, you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. Becca,
1: congrats on the book again. Congrats, congrats.
2: Thank you. Socialize is out there, it exists, it's a real thing. It's very exciting.
1: It's Becca co been- wrote a book which to me sounds harder than writing a book because you have other people you have to coordinate the writing with.
2: It is, is, I can't even tell you how many like sessions in front of a whiteboard we had and post-it notes, mapping everything out. We would write a bit and then be like, hmm, hmm, and then have to go back. And then it's so fun, but it does take a long time, which I guess is like, it's good that it's fun. Otherwise that would not be a very fun time. (laughs) I'm so happy it's it's out there now for people to read. We'll get more about into
1: that as well later on so that we can get people a reminder where they can find out more about that. But I just wanted to say congrats because I think, you know what, we gloss over our celebrations all the time, I find, just as humans. We have this, uh, we just started the cohort last week. Shout out to our students. You are the best. They're always the best, but you are the best. I didn't take time virtually to breathe, to be honest, but also to just tell myself, you did it. There's another one on the road. And I started obviously doing the lessons and doing the courts and obviously working and updating as I went along. And then I stopped and then I was like, wait a second. I managed to, to run through another cohort. I managed to start another eight-week mammoth marathon. So kudos to you. Kudos for the book. We need more good news. Yeah, so I wanted to celebrate that. Also, based on the marasma, which is a beautiful word, I'm going to say again, marasma, you know, I'm a linguist, uh, which means the plethora, which means once again, the huge amount (laughs) of news, of stuff that's happened. I actually have a question to start us off that is related to some of the things we're going to talk about today, just to set the tone. My question for you, Becca, is if you had to pay for one social media platform because maybe they offer ads or you don't want ads or because they have a premium If you had to pay for one social media platform, which one would it be and why?
2: Mm, This is tough. I think I would pick TikTok. But we're like, that is difficult because I find, generally speaking, TikTok ads are the least... I'd say, yeah, generally the least kind of annoying to me. I don't know what it is. They've either got my persona down to a T and everything is really like well-targeted. So I'm like, oh yeah, that looks good. But Instagram feels very well-targeted, but it kind of, I'm like, oh, another ad, another ad. But I don't think this is giving away how I like to spend my free time because on Insta I don't sit down to have like a scroll through Instagram. That's more just like in passing, you know, like if you're waiting for the bus or train or something, do you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, I've got two minutes. I'll fit up. TikTok. I probably would sit down and be like, I'm just going to have a little half an hour dedicated TikToks.
1: <laughs> so I'd probably pay for it. I don't know.
2: <laughs> what
1: you're telling me though, which I absolutely love is that, You would pay for TikTok because, spoiler alert, everybody, every single platform, every single social platform in the past 10 days has decided to add more payment plans or payment options. But even if you would pay for it, for what they're offering, it's kind of redundant because it's not a nuisance for you in the first place. I love this.
2: Yeah. I'm just like, take my money. I love the platform.
1: Even if the reason why you want my money doesn't really affect me in any way, because I'm going to give some context now, now that we're into this, see a little sliding in. Because basically, as I mentioned, every single platform, basically Meta and X at this point, have sprinkled the idea of premium and extra paid options for extra number of reasons we know that Twitter blue or X, whatever, it was a thing already, but TikTok also joined the party. And that's the reason why I asked you the question, because I've been testing an uh, ad-free monthly subscription plan. But then as you rightfully say, their ads are the best ads because they feel very well targeted and they don't feel as much of an of, of obtrusive experience. Maybe the point is which is why I want to ask you the question. I want to put my conspiracy theory hat on, is already is on. Today, today I'm not <laughs> I'm not waiting. <laughs> putting it on. Maybe it's a foreshadowing, which means an anticipation that TikTok will be adding more ads to the free plan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do we read it that way?
2: Maybe. I did yeah, maybe. I did kind of think that I think that's why, because I enjoy the experience at the moment. I wouldn't I'd, I'd almost pay to keep it I'd be like okay I'm happy with this level obviously no ads would be great if I was paying like that's what I'd expect but the thought of if you didn't and then ads became as frequent as say when you're scrolling through Instagram like that feels very like every couple of stories or every couple of like feed posts you're like oh another ad another ad another ad I think we're all used to it and just in general we consume like hundreds of ads a day no matter what platform you're on or even just like Searching the internet, it does make me think TikTok maybe are pushing it more. And maybe it's probably a good thing for marketers because maybe it shows that the ad options they have at the moment are pretty good, but maybe they're investing more time on potentially even better ads, maybe exploring different formats that we haven't got yet. Or, I mean, we've both said that the targeting is already pretty good, but refining it a little bit. So maybe I wouldn't like it to, if you didn't pay, I wouldn't like it if it was like, so many ads and your just experience is almost ruined you know like
1: i love you know what when you were mentioning that i was actually thinking then what does it say about then once again no spoiler because i mentioned it meta deciding to charge yes yes we said it everybody's getting into this train everybody's hopping in they want to charge 14 dollars a month now for ad free instagram or facebook also the or confuses me i was reading through it and i was like So what, to be honest, I don't use Facebook, so it doesn't matter too much to me, but I know that from what I read is, I'm just going to look at the news as well, is a response to the EU Digital Services Act. So it's actually kind of in response to some changes in bigger practices and bigger laws as well.
2: To me, the first thing I thought was like, that's expensive. Do you know what I mean? I think about if I was paying for a streaming platform to watch longer form video and how much I'd pay for that versus having an ad-free experience on yeah, Facebook or Instagram, I'd be like, no way, I'm not using it enough. And if it got to a point where the ads were just too intrusive, I probably would just lean into another network and just go, okay, I won't use Facebook or Instagram as much. In terms of the data sort of regulation side of things, I do think that that's good that it's being addressed because I think Meta has a bit of a bad like, rep and history with that kind of thing. And I think maybe not everyone, but I feel like perhaps for some demographics, they still feel a little bit like almost skeptical of meta products. So perhaps this is a good step in in that sense. For your average, you, like, would you pay for it? What would you do?
1: You know what's confusing? An excellent question. The answer, sorry. I completely uh, past the answer because the answer is hell no. Uh, right. <laughs> literally hell no. But also then it confuses me in the way of where the platform is going from a user intent perspective from finding the balance between knowing that realistically speaking, Instagram mainly, but even Facebook, are still the main platforms for small business owners to show up, but also they're a big platform for them to put their ads on. And so part of me is also like how is – How is the balance going to work here with business owners wanting to show their ads and also wanting to show up and then users actually, you know, being alienated by the fact that there will be potentially more ads to kind of counterbalance things. It just, I don't know, it sits weirdly with me from a strategic point of view. It kind of feels, as you said, is it a patch up? because of this obviously these new regulations and it was just kind of like a way to patch up for the way the advertising landscape is changing question mark i don't know it just makes me sad i think because at the core to me social as you will know pretty well should be social so it should be really about relationships that are not they're business i understand they're a brand but they're layering so many elements so many subscriptions so many caveats it's kind of hard for me to understand who is this platform for god
2: it just feels a bit a bit confused I wonder as well the link between the ever ongoing situation with x and various membership options either coming in or being suggested and then not being suggested and all of this thing and whether it's making the other platforms particularly in meta this in this case go or oh, well, we have to come up with something, and even if it's done slightly differently, it's just taking away ads rather than that like, you can still use the platform however you want to, is it just to be like, well, we're keeping up with the general, you know, changes in the industry? And uh, I I hope it wouldn't be that, but I also feel like perhaps it is having a bit of an impact.
1: On that note, since you mentioned the one that shall not be named, yes. uh X, See, I, I still call it Twitter half the time. I think mm-hmm. it's more like my form of rebellion. So talking about X, can you give us a summary? Because things have changed so much. And I think even the dear listener is like, if I ever listen to this every single week and I still have no idea of what's happening. And I know that most of us don't and every piece of news is adding more, literally more kindle to the fire at this point. Could you give us a summary of, what are we allowed to do on that platform? What is happening and what are we not going to be allowed to do anymore? What are some of your core points? I know this is a big task, but I think we really need a bit of a recap on that side.
2: It is, yeah, a lot is happening. And it, it almost feels like as soon as you say something, it's out of date already because it will have changed five times and Elon Musk will have gone, oh, actually, I'm going to do this and that and whatever. But the general consensus is that if you are publishing content on there, I think Those who will feel it the most in terms of businesses or from that side of things are like journalists and news outlets. Some of the recent news around headlines, are they allowed to be shown or not? There's also a lot of discourse about the little snippets that appear that the community can write, which helps add context. And if that's, there's this argument that it's a good thing because it's adding context and you're like, great. And then actually people are saying the wrong thing so it's going to be taken away it feels very much like anything which perhaps on the surface appears to be to help the x community perhaps get more value out of the platform perhaps increase trust as soon as something like that is introduced it feels like it's taken away again and even things like the headline stuff, obviously all the verification backwards and forwards that happened earlier this year not like previously before this takeover that blue tick was a trusted symbol of like right okay i trust that that is either that particular business or that particular you know person could be a celebrity or politician whatever now it's all over the place so i feel like if you're using x to share anything that you feel needs trust or authority take it to some other platform because I don't think it's going to be the best place to communicate that or to have people, especially, I mean, number one, if you're new, if you're starting a new account on there, I wouldn't bother. But if you are perhaps a smaller business or a smaller creator, I think it's just going to become very difficult to a keep up with what's happening. Cause as soon as you change your strategy based on whatever's been said that particular week, it's out of date and you've got to go back to the drawing board. But also I just think like it's a very volatile place at the moment and the time spent figuring out, okay, what can I say? What can I not say? Is this going to have an impact? I mean, I've watched as well. I mean, especially I'd say since maybe like June, July, August on some client reports I was working on, there's been like a consistent, just gradual drop off of all like of impressions, follower growth as well is really, really, really slowed down. And it, it just, I'm like, you know what? the time and effort it will take you to keep up with X, go and invest it elsewhere, whether that's on Instagram, whether it's on Facebook. And actually, that's raised something that's quite interesting. Previously, and sort of historically, I would always say to people, Facebook can be really, really challenging if you're just using organic posts, because the impressions are usually quite hard to get unless you've already got a really well-established presence. But even some of the smaller accounts I'm working on have seen a lot of growth recently where I think people are doing exactly that. They're going, well, I'm not going to spend time on X anymore. I'll put more time and effort into creating content that works for other platforms. So maybe that is reels and then sharing it to Facebook and what have you. Do you know what I mean? So that was a long answer, but just, uh, just don't use it. <laughs> Literally, I was going to ask you, like,
1: do you feel like it's worth using it anymore? Even if you um, sprinkle there, that, that isn't now. And it's sad for me because I was talking to a few people and we kept talking about it back and forth. And we kept saying, well, but at least as a platform, it still has a place for conversations and conversations with friends. And I genuinely don't know if that's even happening anymore. I don't find myself, I kind of struggle to let go. This is a very kind of personal, like ego thing, I guess, but because I found some good people and I had some great conversations, but I find it hard to let go. But also I find hard to show up in there because I feel like the chatter is because I can see is getting a bit lost. And part of me selfishly just just wanted to be like, can we just all accept that it's time to move on? And I'm just wondering whether it, the exodus is going to happen. Do you think it's going to happen?
2: I think it is. And it's sad because I feel the same way as you. I think one of my favorite things to do on when it was Twitter would be to, even if I wasn't actively participating, would be to keep an eye on conversations that were happening from people in the community that I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed their content. I wanted to hear what they had to say. And now either those people have stopped using it or the feed just seems... All over the place, and I I don't feel like when I log on, I'm seeing actually who I want to see anyway. I don't know about you, but even my own, my own kind of like desire to publish anything on there has just fallen through the floor. I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of join that in. Actually, this conversation it feels it doesn't feel like a very welcoming place anymore, which is a real shame because I know we've got threads, and I know that they are making moves to try and become the the real-time place for conversations but I still think that we're quite a way off but it's a shame because especially events and things I'm sure you've been in like you would check Twitter see what's going on follow the hashtag and now it's like it's just not the same conversations are a lot like slower because a lot less people are joining in
1: you're right you're right it's that almost a really weird feeling that makes me sound like a prick, but I promise I'm not of being like, I just want people to just go so that the platform can just be quiet and people yeah. can move on. Because actually I feel I feel almost relieved that I have one less place to think about. So yeah. that's like that's kind of like weird honestly being a marketer and having 17 places to constantly be on and check and do. And so actually thinking, well Twitter, it might be OX or whatever. It might be time for us to shift the attention. There's a bit of a liberation. And it's interesting to see the places that LinkedIn now are thriving because of that, because people are building more on that networking. And to be honest, just the fact that LinkedIn messages is more for messages kind of gives me a bit of hope as well. But, you know, it's going to be exciting to see where things are shifting. I'm, I'm going to give it until the end of the year, and I think it's going to be some big shifts there as well.
2: Did you see, I went to follow up on this and I didn't check. Matt Navarra, who's like, got such a big Twitter presence. I think the other day announced that he was leaving the platform for good. And I was like, whoa, that is a big decision to make because he's, you know, he's built a lot of his, obviously on LinkedIn as well, but a lot of his kind of audience. Yeah, please. I mean, if you're a marketer and you don't know him, everybody. Right. (laughs) I saw and I was like, Whoa! if he's like, if he's leaving, then we all need to go. <laughs>
1: yeah, That's it's mean. literally, it still has the thing. I don't know. Still has the thing saying, um, exit in X, follow me on threads. That's what he's saying at the moment. So it's very interesting. So it's kind of open. Yeah, he it's, it's, it said, I said another post like five hours ago, saying i stopped posting social media updates on X when your homies on threads. It's time. The, the interesting thing is, I'm going to say it now, is that it literally said it's time to exit X. So I think it's, is very interesting. Is literally kind of, you know, spearheading that conversation, really bringing that conversation forward.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think especially given both of us have said that we would like to go on this platform previously to like keep in touch with people in the marketing community that we'd like trust their opinion about. We want to join in those conversations if all of those go whether it's threads or just LinkedIn or wherever x is going to be very quiet <laughs> do you think there's going to be a resurgence of
1: threads as a result of that I at don't this point? Know.
2: I feel like it still might take a little while if if that were to happen I don't think it would be immediate I do like the idea that they are perhaps so some of the updates recently are them incorporating like trending topics making sure i suppose what's the best way to describe it ways to make the posts on there a little bit more interactive so like with gifs or voice notes or what have you it it kind of adds to the experience a little bit i don't think that in itself is enough for people to go oh perfect i'll just swap over then i do wonder if people like matt Navarra are making quite a public display of like yeah i'm going that will prompt people who are already engaged with his content to go, well, I I enjoy that content. I still want to receive it. He's still giving it on thread. So I'll join. So maybe we'll see a gradual switch because of people doing that. I said all that, but I've not opened threads for ages. That's the thing. But like things like this, what they put in your head is the thought of, should I
1: just have a look at what's going on there? You know, it's kind of that thing where you're like, you're just being like quietly be like, no, I'm, I'm done with this. And then you're like, wait a second. Maybe I should check in on that and see what's going on. So I think it's an interesting kind of like switch. So I'm going to say watch this space. We're going to catch up in a month and see where we're at. Because I genuinely am interested in where things are going. That said... Everybody, we completely managed not to be able to talk about Becca's news because we were enthralled in, <laughs> <laughs> in what's going on with all the drama, but we'll keep it out for another time to cover as well. It was more more news on TikTok, which is very exciting as well. But I think it was important to kind of cover this because I genuinely think we've come to a boiling point on it. Like this and it's gonna be a big shift. I genuinely think the people that are very, very active or were very, very active on X move away and all the other platform as you say is a response are making all these changes it could shift the way that as marketers we focus on our strategy maybe even giving us a respite but i promise if anybody else adds another platform or half social media platform onto my plate i'm gonna scream so don't do that okay (laughs) don't do that everybody becca before we love you and leave you though first of all thank you so much for being back it's always nice to have you yeah And book, book, book. Tell us more about the book. I want to hear all about it before we leave.
2: The book. Okay, so the book is called Socialize and it is all about unlocking your content through storytelling. So the kind of consistent theme that we all should be using and we all are using to some extent, but I think there's kind of even better ways that we could be exploring this, is storytelling. So I feel that that's what sets content apart when you're looking either Say you're working for a brand and you're looking at your competitors and, oh, where are they getting more engagement? I think it all comes down to how you're telling the story, particularly for me and my kind of career journey so far. I've worked on a lot of B2B clients and a lot of corporate comms projects. And one of the biggest sort of challenges I've faced is convincing kind of senior leadership teams the importance of social but also trying to remind them that we are ultimately speaking to human beings. We're not just speaking to robots. And one of the best ways to speak to human beings is through storytelling. So if you're looking for advice on how to do that, how to get through to people and just some good advice on how to use social as well, then please pick up the book. It's um, available on Kindle and you can get physical copy too. But DM me if you get a Kindle version because I might be able to send you a physical play for free but you
1: know you have to buy it oh oh now you're telling me that (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean now you're telling me that it wasn't much do (laughs) listen well (laughs) team um as always thank you so much becca for here being with us more news more cool things more roundups coming up next week in the meantime let's all see where the drama unfolds and keep our eyes peeled and until next time class is dismissed